Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to the stories from a quest to live happier, and I am your host, Nancy Jane Smith. This is episode 004, and today I'm talking about the concept of feeling your feelings. So let's get started. Hey there, I'm Nancy Jane Smith, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast where I share my stories and lessons I've learned, and I keep learning on my quest to live happier. The podcast is produced every week, and the show notes, they're going to be found at live-happier.com slash podcast. Now, let's get on to the show. So before I get too heavy into today's show, I I need to do a brief rant about the statement of feel your feelings. Um, That's that's what we're talking about today. It's something I have um, railed against for most of my um, adult life, as you will find entertaining since I am a therapist, and stereotypically that's something that we love to do. But um, I absolutely hate the phrase feel your feelings because it is so cliche and so overdone and so oversaid, especially in my profession. But... Part of the reason I think I struggle with this concept is because I don't like the statement, feel your feelings. And so today's show is for really all the people that don't want to feel your feelings. I think this is really going to be a lot of wisdom for you. So forget the statement, feel your feelings, try to block it out as much as you can. And we're going to get on with the show. So a common activity that I used to engage in a lot, and I see my clients engaging in it quite frequently, is the idea of a future happiness reward. And and this isn't the concept of, oh, I'll be happy when, or oh, whatever, when I get the promotion, or when I get married, or when I get that big thing. These are just little things that we do throughout the day. So we have a bad meeting at work, or we're um, struggling with something at work, and we'll be like, oh, what could I do tonight that would be fun? What would be a fun thing to have for dinner? Or what would be a fun thing to do this weekend? Or what would be a new dress? I'm going to go shopping for a new dress. So there are little tiny things that we do that give us a reward, a little lift throughout the week or day to make us make us feel better. And these little lifts are honestly getting in our way of of being happier because we're just living for the next happiness reward versus truly engaging in what's happening. And the path through that is to fail our feelings. So for me, it's kind of become a red flag when I notice this looking for a happiness reward um, pattern, that that's a sign that I need to stop and I need to get quiet and I need to be curious about what's really going on. It's a sign that I'm not paying attention to what's going on right now And so I'm looking forward to this big reward rather than asking myself, why am I having a bad day? What am I struggling with right now? And so that's where the concept of feeling your feelings comes into play. Because if we don't feel our feelings, we end up stuffing them down and looking for new, exciting ways to make ourselves feel better, which if we're honest with ourselves, doesn't really work. The glitch comes when we start to feel our feelings and we don't know what to do with ourselves. What do we do with this sadness or anger? What's really going on here? And so we start down the path of, well, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I should be happier. A great example from my own life is last night. So I come home from visiting my parents and you know my dad is not in the greatest of health. So we always go down to visit them every Sunday. And sometimes when I get home on Sunday evenings, I'm not in the greatest of moods. I'm a little sad, I'm a little angry. There's just a lot going on. So last night I was exceptionally sad. I was feeling a lot, but rather than allow myself to feel all that, I kept saying to myself, what's your problem? You should be fine. This isn't a big deal. You do this every week. You're such a baby. Just hammering myself with 
what are you feeling this? It's stupid. Because I kept rationally saying to myself, nothing sad happened at the visit. Dad was having a great day. We actually had a lot of fun. And so because I couldn't validate my feelings or justify them, then they weren't, it wasn't okay to be feeling them. And that's something I run into a lot. Because here's the thing, feelings aren't always logical, convenient, or fun. Feelings can get triggered by God knows what. We have no idea why we're feeling a certain way. They just come up. So it's not so much about why are we feeling this way or what is causing this, but to kind of just be aware that it's happening. So my favorite thing to do was to drown these feelings in food or wine or losing myself in a good old-fashioned game of Candy Crush. So every Sunday night, I would come home and I would engage in one of those or all three. I would have a glass of wine, I would eat some chocolate, I would shut my husband out while I engaged in a game at Candy Crush. And I did not want to do that. This weekend, I wanted to really sit with it. I wanted to sit with the feelings and just pour on the compassion and empathy. No rationalizing, no justifying. And the minute I say to myself, oh, sweetheart, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to feel however you want to feel. It's perfectly fine. Is the minute that I feel better. My feelings don't always need some big grandiose form of expression. They just need to be heard. They just need to be, okay, I get it. This is hard. And I think that's the big misnomer is that we think that we, our feelings need some big form, some big grandiose. I kept holding myself back from feeling the feelings and telling myself they were stupid and ridiculous because I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to feel sad and I didn't want to feel anger. And so I had all this buildup around, oh my God, I'm going to have these major feelings. And then realizing, no, they just need to be that you're struggling and it's okay. And I was making myself feel worse by railing against that emotion all the time. And that's what we do. We rail against our feelings and we, we blissfully ignore them with wine or chocolate or um, the next happiness reward rather than feeling our feelings. So in addition to giving yourself that extra love, it's also really important to check in and make sure that you don't need anything around the feeling. So last night, after I gave myself tons of empathy and compassion, I checked in, you know, do I need anything around this? Now I confess, the usual response is I need some chocolate or I need a glass of wine. So you usually need to dig a little deeper around that. And you need to ask, you know, do I need to talk to someone? Do I need to vent some anger? Do I need to cry? Do I need to write in my journal? Do I need to just take a nap or go to bed and I'll feel better in the morning? Anything that will allow you to express yourself in a healthy way. Sometimes you don't need anything. You just need to give yourself the empathy and compassion that it's okay. You know, this morning I heard Brene Brown was interviewed on Today Show, and she was saying that feeling worthy is a daily practice. It's like a street fight every single day. And one of the reasons I just adore Brene Brown is because she says that, you know, she confesses that this stuff is hard, and it is a daily practice of showing up. And so I would say that for many of us, it's a street fight every single day to trust our feelings, you know, to trust that it's going to be okay. The saying And one reason I don't like the saying of just feel your feelings, it sounds so easy. It sounds so basic. But the act of trusting that if you allow the sadness or the anger to come forward, it won't eat you alive is hard. The act of really trusting that you can handle whatever comes up, it's hard to to dive into that, you know? And it wasn't until I learned to trust myself that I, and that I would be okay no matter what happened with my feelings, that I could really start to experience the peace and contentment that comes from being a whole human being. 
You know, I've taught about living happier for years, but it wasn't until I tapped into this trusting myself concept that I really figured out that's the key to happiness. I could stop chasing the happiness with the next reward and I could just be with my emotions. And that peace and contentment and underlying joy that was there is always there. No matter if I'm feeling sadness or anger or frustration, because I can trust that I will get there and it will return. So some days, this act of trusting myself and feeling my feelings is a street fight. And some days, it's simply just showing up. It depends on the day. You know, one of my favorite stories, because I do love stories, about trusting yourself is the story of the snake. And I used to hear this from a mentor of mine years ago, and I don't know where it originated, but I love the story because it illustrates the disconnection with ourselves so well. So let's say as a child, you're, you're playing in the living room, and you see a snake right there in the middle of the living room, right next to your toys, you see a snake. So you run to tell your mom and your, and mom number one says, what snake? There's no snake in the living room. You're totally crazy. And she doesn't even come to check and make sure there isn't a snake. She just immediately assumes you're wrong. And so you return to the living room to play and you repeatedly tell yourself, there's no snake until eventually you don't even see the snake anymore. And then eventually the snake bites you. So then let's play the story again with mom number two and she comes in and she says oh my gosh honey that's so scary let's go look at the snake and get rid of it and so the two of you calmly walk into the living room you see the snake you get rid of it you take it back outside so you can and you continue to play in the living room without the snake and you learn in that moment with mom number two that you're that what you saw and felt and the fear you had was okay it was normal there was a snake you needed to get rid of it And what you learned with mom number one was there's no snake. You can't trust yourself. The story of this snake illustrates how we learn to not trust ourselves and our feelings. We are told that certain feelings are bad or that we shouldn't feel a certain way. And so we eventually cut ourselves completely off from those feelings. Just like the snake, the emotions are still there. We just aren't aware of them until they come out of nowhere to bite us in the butt. So the key to feeling our feelings is really paying attention to how often am I going for the next happiness reward? How often am I jumping on my iPad or working too much or grabbing that next glass of wine or the bowl of cereal even? You know, how often am I not engaging with myself and cutting myself off from my feelings so that I don't have to deal with them? And then to regularly just start showing up and seeing what's there and and lovingly and compassionately giving yourself a break that it is okay to be sad or scared or whatever. Just like the snake in the room, we gotta acknowledge that it's there because it's just not going anywhere. I promise when you start feeling your feelings and the reason that is such a common sentiment is it will radically change your life. It'll radically shift everything from the the drama and the quest for happiness into just a peaceful calmness that exists because those feelings, they're there, we're just not running from them anymore. And it's a really blissful feeling. So this episode, I'm shaking things up a little bit. The past three episodes, I've done a Live Happier Q&A segment. And this week, I wanted to take that away and add a weekly ritual segment. So the Live Happier Q&A segment will be back but most likely I think I'm just going to do it once a month. So if you have a question about living happier, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or send me a tweet at nancyjane and I will answer it when that segment returns. 
So one thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to share a ritual with you and challenge you to complete it. And this week's is one of my all-time favorites, and it is, at a stoplight, take three deep breaths. So you might need a sticky note to remind you of this one, because we tend to forget to do this when we're in the car. But as you're driving, when you come to a stoplight or a traffic jam, simply take three deep belly breaths. You know, it's an easy, simple one that brings us back kind of as a chance to check in and see what's going on. And a lot of times when we're in a traffic jam, we got a lot of anger happening. So it's a great time to feel those feelings, give give ourselves some compassion, and check in with where we are in the moment. I personally have gotten out of the practice of this one, so I'm really excited to add it back in this week. And I got my sticky note all ready to go up on my dashboard. So I can take three deep breaths every time I hit a traffic stop. And that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have any questions, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or Twitter me or tweet me at nancyjane. And until next time, here's to living happier.